0: It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo!
1: Biggest battleground in the
2: history of our sport. Oh, look at that! Here we are
1: again
2: in the Gold Dollar Classic Night review, right? Why? Before Why? we go anywhere. Why? Before we go to anything. Right. This week's show is fucking awful. That's what I'm saying. Why? <laughs> we Why? genuinely sat here and, and the words when Sam sat down, one of the first words out of his mouth was, oh, should we just skip this one? <laughs> And you know what? I nearly went, yeah, (laughs) I nearly did. It's just,
1: it's confounding this episode of Nitro. So I hope you're all ready. I hope you've all watched it or you're going to watch it because Jesus Christ.
2: If this is your first time here, this is the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. Hello where welcome. We watch every episode of Nitro, whether they want to or not. Uh, who be we? i be Fake Geordie, radio presenter with that portfolio, Tom Campbell. I am with uh, the clickiest man in existence, Sam Very Simon clicky. How you, hello, President how are you, how you WCW doing? WCW Kids Sam What Simon day Driver. is it today? What time of man? <laughs> it's Friday, isn't it? We're recording this on a Friday. Lovely,
1: that's my Thursday.
2: Look at that, your Friday is your Thursday, because Saturday is your Friday. Yeah. And then your Sunday is your Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Bless Which means you. my Monday is my Sunday. Your Monday is your Sunday, Monday, the the famous day of rest. (laughs) (laughs) Be assured that after we have recorded this episode, we will only have, let me check this, one, two left to do for the year. (sighs) Exactly. We have a little sleep over Christmas. A little sleep over Christmas. you fucking mad. (laughs) A little sleep over Christmas.
1: It's just, I might might get a day's worth of sleep in if I'm lucky. Oh, that's loads. Yeah.
2: That's loads, that is. I
1: miss getting eight hours a night.
2: <laughs> miss that? I don't. I think it I. It went
1: wrong somewhere, Tom. What, Everything as, just as a, just life. People. Life just went wrong, mm. and and now I I get maybe four or five hours at best. Even if I'm in bed on time, you know. You sit there and look at your phone, and
0: well, I try
1: not to, world. but it's just sort of like I don't know, man. I'm just I just feel like I'm sort of like a, an old tree. That's how I feel now. <laughs> A withering old like tree. A deku tree. An <laughs> yeah. ocarina of time. I'll just find a nice shady spot to sit down. Baddies can crawl up in you. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just let things crawl in my mouth.
2: <laughs> well, this is an optimistic start. The, you might notice the tone is slightly different for this one, but hey. <laughs>
1: It's because we've got to relive it got to relive, by talking about it.
2: Relive the journey. Sometimes we find that the worst, <coughs> the worst the episode is, the more fun we have. Let's put that yeah. to the test.
1: I mean, we've got we've got quite the uh, quite <laughs> we got quite the thing to overcome with with the hammer last week. And the thing is, you were right because we were talking about it afterwards, and you were like, "We'll not remember this." And people will come up and ask us about it. Somebody's asking me about water themed wrestling on stream the other week, and I was <laughs> like. <laughs> What the fuck? That was two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago. And I'm just like, hold on. Hold on. Oh yeah, shit. We were gonna have a whole promotion that was just towed along by a boat.
2: <laughs> as I, as we always say, if you are if sometimes you're a few weeks behind, and that's right, because you're a normal person. Yeah. Um if you do, if you do want to <laughs> chat to us about anything, just stick in a little reference point of like the episode, yeah. you know. I mean, I had a lovely message from somebody who just sent me a gif of Roger Moore the other day. And I said, hey, I said, what's that for? And they went, oh, I heard you talking about James Bond a few weeks ago on one of the podcasts. (laughs) I don't remember. Probably did. But I appreciate your attention to detail. You're paying attention if we're not. Yeah. My brain feels like
1: 90s TV TV on like a poor satellite connection so sort of you, you're just constantly skipping channels but not a single one's got a clear picture on
0: it <laughs> you're just you know everything's covered in tracking
2: <laughs> well let's scan through this one i hope for the best so we're september 30th 1996 for this week's episode of number one movie in the u.s still the first wives club number one movie in the uk is last man standing starring bruce willis and christopher walken Never seen it. Story of a drifting gunslinger for hire who finds himself Doo-doo. in the middle of a war between the Irish and Italian mafia during a prohibition-era ghost town. No, nice. Okay. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Sounds sounds like a good premise. I uh, like that. Almost the binary opposite to that. Number one song in the U.S. is the Macarena. <laughs> Of course. Still. Hey,
1: macarena,
2: Still going. And number one song in the UK is Ready or Not by the Fuji still. Yeah, or the NWO nice.
1: theme when no we one's listening. Are live from Cleveland, Ohio this week, which they're like, Oh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who cares about that shit? It's like there's loads of bollocks in Cleveland, Ohio. You the home of nine inch nails, lads. Yeah. Mention that. Mention that.
2: And maybe I'll they. care. And maybe, maybe I'll, I'll be care into about it.
1: this week's episode. Fugees eh?
2: are in the rock and roll hall of fame.
1: I know they are. There's a lot of bands in the rock and roll hall mm. of fame. And a lot of groups, and there's a lot of bands that aren't. And i personally think it's a load of bollocks. <laughs> it's it's a who, who popularity in contest.
2: Well, is all Hall of Fame?
1: Uh, it is, but it, it's more like a it's it's like a political popularity contest. It's very pro wrestling. Yeah. There's some bands I can't remember. Is it like Foreigner? We're told like essentially you'll never be in the Hall of Fame because they fell out with the guy that runs it. Mm. Like there's there's just there's a lot of glare and emissions. I couldn't name any offhand, but if you kind of just look at it, it's a bit like eh. Mm. Eh. Eh. Mm. eh. 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 What do I look like? Well, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. A it hall- should just be full of metal and rock and, and, and all the bands you expect to be in it.
2: That would be the way yeah. it do Yeah. Uh, this week. At least I-
1: it's a physical space you can go to, though,
2: WWE. I like the idea of f- yeah, yeah. WWE, you should have a physical Hall of Fame. Just turn old Titan Towers into the fucking Hall of Fame. <laughs> That'd be great. Just, just. Whack the
1: old logos up. It'd be great. Yeah,
2: that'd be great fun. Yeah. We'd go to that in a heartbeat. Leave
1: the window from the Attitude Era advert. Just smash that out again and have it as like an experience where there's a big mat to catch you. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering where. you can, is can going. just get yeeted out of the building right by a chosen wrestler, as Vince you know, says. Get a, it on the ground. There'll below. be a different way. Yeah, there's just uh, it's not even Vince. It's like a, a plastic molded version of Vince that just says
2: it every five seconds. Get it. <laughs> Get it? Get it? Something he asked you yeah, he's got something.
1: like a little moving, yeah, creaking like fuck.
2: Get it? Get I did it. say
1: crash mat. I don't think we should have one of those big, you know, movie style balloon things you land on. They're just very expensive. Okay. But I think a couple of mats or a couple of mattresses just stacked on top of itself. Some PE mats. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Some blue PE yeah, mats. Yeah, they be let be us fine. climb
1: up all that fucking apparatus. Hmm. Uh, with with like a solid whole inch of mat, if you fell the twenty feet to your death, oh, you yeah, know that would have yeah. caught you, and you'd have been fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's a very good... That's a good throwback. Here's another good throwback for you. This week, the Nintendo 64 is released in North America. Nice! Never
1: had one. Never had
2: an N64? I thought nah, you might I have I don't an have N64.
1: any affinity for the N64 because I never owned one. Aww. It's a weird thing. It's There's a lot of stuff I love that came out on the N64 that I played much later when it got re-released um, or it got, like, thrown onto the DS or whatever, but never had an N64. Uh,
2: launch titles included Pilot Pilotwings 64 and super mario 64
1: which is a delicious game oh i think believe god, it was also yeah. the launch title for the nintendo ds was mario 64.
2: and rightly so yeah. honestly still stands the test of time as as one of the great platformers oh god yeah so good i remember looking at the box uh, and and me and my cousin looking on the back going it's so real how are they the graphics they must just be like pictures they've made no the yeah. graphics <laughs> whoa it's got a third dimension i can't even count to three <laughs> Uh, it was originally going to be $250 on launch, but they dropped it to $19999 to make it a bit more competitive with Sony and Sega.
1: <laughs> How generous of them. How kind of um, you dropping $50? That's why we never had one. We were a PlayStation family by that point, uh, and it was very much... We, we didn't have the money for multiple consoles of that in that regard. Uh, so it was, it was very much, okay, we've got a PlayStation, and I think the general consensus was among me and all my friends and everybody we knew that PlayStation shat on everything. Yeah. so it was just sort of like well you've got playstation what more do you need
2: that's very true in the boring world of wrestling uh, we send our best wishes to Super Calo uh, who was out of action in 1996 for uh, about another month did reckon. his hat
1: come off they've got to stitch it back on well
2: he, he, his hat nearly came off I think he landed on his heed oh. during a dark match last week Oh Jesus. you pointed it out he had a dark <laughs> match and he landed badly and uh, I think he's out, for it. he's out for about four weeks now just he was gaining some momentum uh, backstage, J.J. Dillon returns to working for World Championship Wrestling this week. He's has nice. in the WWF. He's back in the fold. Yeah, he goes and he, he's like... Um... What is it? He's like head of talent relations or something? Basically. Yeah. Well, the the role is, so, so he is going to be working. Well, I'll tell you what, what the Observer said. Uh, Eric Bischoff led a pep talk before Nitro with the wrestlers saying that he wanted not only to beat McMahon again, but he did. He wanted to mm. do so by bringing back an old name. Uh, and he introduced to the room JJ Dillon. Oh my God, he used to manage the Four Horsemen. It's oh, him. oh, he's going to save the day. <laughs> he's coming in to be an assistant for Kevin Sullivan on the booking team. As well as working in talent relations. Here's the thing, Eric Bischoff hadn't told Kevin Sullivan this was happening until the meeting was underway. To what? which he had to go.
0: Uh, Kevin, who was in the meeting, what? went,
2: "Is he?" <laughs> like, yeah, and Eric, Eric in the meeting went, "I apologise, Kev. I've been a bit busy." Uh, JJ Dillon, you two are now working together.
1: Well, I think as he we're lived. gonna as we're gonna see, the booking is. Um... The book is going to take an interesting turn.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a turn.
1: A turn vertically in a certain direction. <laughs> um, but,
2: you know. And some would argue it starts with this episode of Nitro, which the Observer, <laughs> uh, the, the Wrestling Observer leads, so it does like roundups of each of the shows. The Wrestling Observer this week uh, leads the roundup of this Nitro by saying, Monday Nitro on the 30th of September in Cleveland drew 4,218 p- p- people paying $52,000 for one of the worst Nitros in history. Brackets, they could have watched a dog do a shit on the side of the road for free. (laughs) And it would have been a bit more entertaining. (laughs) So it is a bad nitro. Uh, We are missing quite a lot of top tier talent. I'd be fucked off if I was in
1: attendance. I'd be be really fucked off if I was in attendance. Because
2: last week you had it. So there were some big names missing, but you had the NWO there. But at
1: least you could explain it with the fact, hey, we're co-promoting in Japan. Give us a rest, right? This Mm. is helping the company grow. Yes, we're sorry. The names aren't here. But, you know, uh, but now, no, no, the names are back. Just fuck you. Yeah. Paying audience. Fuck you.
2: And there's no NWO either because yeah. they are off site for this entire episode. No, they're
1: sitting in a hotel room with Hulk Hogan's infant child.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh. And, and just just kind of talking over each other whenever you cut back to them. It's a very, very difficult thing to follow. Brace yourself for here we go. (laughs) Uh, We are in Cleveland, Ohio this week, which Larry Zbysko immediately calls The Mistake on the Lake, which is a great way to start a show.
1: (laughs) We're in this shithole. And
2: Tony goes, No, it's not. It's not going to (laughs) (laughs) can't. You can't start with that, you dickhead. Uh, Tony and Larry recap the lowest point in the history of this program, i.e. last week's NWO Widow, invasion.
1: Widow Baby Eric. Oh, Widow would would Baby Eric getting swapped.
2: He has an official rebuttal later does Eric Bischoff. <laughs> uh he, but he has actually no wait, his official rebuttal is now. We cut to the top <laughs> commentary table where Eric Bischoff is sat on his own and um don't worry, I'm going to throw it to you. Yeah. Uh, Because Eric Bischoff talks about the history of WCW that goes all the way back to 1905. Sam Driver?
1: Now, WCW is tied to 1905 in terms of lineage. But to say that it's currently tied to that lineage is kind of bollocks. If you want to really get into the semantics of it. So I'm going to do a big, well, actually, actually, if you want to get specific, the World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship, the original World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship goes back to 1905. Then it gets retired and the lineage is carried over into the NWA world title. And the NWA is WCW free until 1982, when Georgia first uses the name for their Saturday TV show, which in turn is a name lifted by uh, Jim Barnett, who's one of the people running Georgia, from the original WCW, which was a promotion he ran in Australia. Uh, so, like, he, he would run that with Johnny Doyle. Jim Barnett did a lot in Australia. It's an interesting period that I, I really want to learn more about, is Jim Barnett kind of going over and kickstarting Australian yeah. wrestling. Uh, but then... Obviously, Georgia becomes a very popular territory under the, the, the booking of Ole Anderson. Uh, but Vince McMahon buys out the territory with the help of Barnett and the Briscoes from under Ole Anderson, but most importantly, Ted Turner, whose network Georgia ran WCW on. Uh, that's Black Saturday. Uh, Vince owns the time slot and so continues the show under the World Championship Wrestling title. But then Vince's offering to the GCW fan base, the original GCW Georgia Championship Wrestling, is derided, shot on by viewers as fake, and undermined by Turner co-opting other wrestling-oriented shows. Uh, to quite literally, literally cut Vince's legs off from underneath him, mainly because Vince promised Turner fresh and original studio wrestling content, but then simply... Put on microwaved pre tapes from all over the country Warmed instead. Up gold cuts. Uh, then Jim Crockett buys the territory from Vince for $1 million in a deal where Vince told Crockett to his face, I, You will choke on that million. Uh, then JCP, as an NWA affiliate, continues to run World Championship Wrestling as a wrestling oriented show once again under the NWA banner. But the lines begin to blur as WCW and NWA are kind of one and the same, but WCW is eclipsing nwa in terms of popularity uh, so, like public prominence sees WCW, and then you you kind of your your to mags have to go back to kind of referring to World Championship Wrestling as NWA. Uh, then Vince buys everybody else out, <laughs> and Crockett's sort of the last big stronghold, but he's struggling. Uh, so Ted Turner himself gets in the ring and buys out the promotion in 1988, and then by 1993, WCW and NWA have to sever ties because they're not able to agree on who gets to control the NWA title lineage, making the title. Vacant with Ric Flair as its final champion to that point, uh, and WCW becomes a distinct entity with some historical but zero current ties to the NWA or the title lineage dating back to 1905. You dirty liar, the big goal isn't the NWA title anymore, Eric. <laughs> but for those who are curious, the NWA title and lineage by 1994 is mainly working with ECW when it was Eastern Championship Wrestling, which is the most prominent televised product still affiliated with the dying. Uh, governing body Uh, Shane Douglas yeets the belt down in front of Dennis Coraluzo in the most delicious moment ever NWA then gets smaller more obscure and weirder it ends up at Smoky Mountain the title uh, where it gets on a Dan seven by 1995 before Smoky Mountain goes bust and then that's where the lineage is sitting coming to this air date right now uh, as seven holds the title for 1479 days until March of 99 and in the next year or so seven's going to pop up in WWF because wwf and nwa reach a weird agreement where nwa is gonna be featured but also gets fucking decimated at every turn and also seven has like his own custom nwa belt not the 10 pounds of gold does he yeah i'm sure i think he initially has the 10 pounds of gold but when he comes back for 98 he has his own custom uh dan seven nwa because oh, i've title. seen it with the
2: nwa title and the ufc super fight championship
1: yeah so i think when he initially comes in he has that right. unless it's his own version of the same design right, but he has his maybe, own belt maybe. uh he loses it in like 99 in tokyo and then i think there's a couple of matches and then by 2002 it ends up with tna so what and that's c- when it's stitched back into an official company lineage so
2: here's the thing then right if wcw can argue the toss that their Im- their lineage goes back to 1905 yeah impact can also argue the toss so can i i talk about all these
1: companies and i talk about pre-1905 wrestling so i outdate the nwa give me the fucking belt
2: there you go there's your new nwa world champion sam i'll Driver. do
1: more for it than fucking tyrus would and you know it
2: ec3 <laughs> i even get i'll get match. my
1: tits out I'll get my tits out.
2: <laughs> Tyrus got either. his tits out for the belt. To be fair, he did, but mine are more impressive. <laughs> but can't you run the ropes like Tyrus did? Probably faster. <laughs> oh, that's not a challenge. Uh, so there. Thank you, Sam. Fantastic deep dive into the NWA. But you weren't expecting that, yeah? Actual wrestling knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> We've very, anyway, uh, back to ham with wigs. That's it. We need to talk about Mean Gene masturbating again. It's, it's, he's it's, off again. F- I know. Some the, injuries he's got going on. Is he on some sort of like like Tibetan sojourner to, to train for the Summer Olympics? Be, it
1: could be learning some secret tantric arts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just him and Sting in Tibet.
1: He's got like a little weight rest, that though. he hangs on the end of it. And he's just he's just doing some curls.
2: He's done what Darby Allens he He's on to China to learn, learn ahead of wanking up Mount melt Tibet. To, melt to <laughs> Wanking up Mount Everest? How do you
1: wank up Everest? Do you do you like do you stand backwards like the tank in Grand Theft Auto Three, and it projects you further
2: than walking? I think you just let the momentum carry.
1: The air is thinner, so maybe it would give you a bit of a kickback.
2: Yeah, I think you've and you'd have to kind of yeah. As long as you, I mean, you've got, you got to assume
1: to that Gene by this point has some level of recoil akin to a shotgun.
2: You'd hope so at this point, because I just I would worry. The musculature
1: about... has to be developed, right? But the
2: skin has to be completely gnarled.
1: Well, you know, that's why he has several sponsorships in the uh, the lubrication department. Right, yeah, I guess moisturizers.
2: He, I like. I hope he keeps it moisturized.
1: Of course, he's got to. Otherwise, I mean, it'd just be it'd be like starting a fire with two sticks. It'd just be. Like...
2: <laughs> this is why I love this because we've gone from a deep rich history of the NWA to, to Mean Gene, mean Gene, mean Gene having a knob like two sticks. <laughs> It's just, to, uh, it, looks like, it
1: looks like the sad last bit of the kebab when you walk <laughs> into the, the kebab shop at like four AM. You know where it's like shaved right down, and it's oh. just it's just on the middle of the spit and absolutely
2: fucked. The last chicken in the shop, look. Yeah. Like a- <laughs> Eric Bischoff says the NWO is nothing but dirtbags from bottom to top. He admits he's made mistakes, but the biggest mistake he made was bringing Hulk Hogan to WCW. I should never have brought in that
1: cash cow. Look at all these t-shirts that people are wearing. I should never have done it.
2: I wish I hadn't, but Eric Bischoff assures us that it's going to stop. We will see. Uh, the next match, our opening match of the night, uh, if you ever wanted to know what star-studded night you've got, it's the Public Enemy, uh, the World Tag Team Champions, facing to Guerrero and El Tecnico. Sam Driver, do you know who El Tecnico I is? I do know
1: who El Tecnico is. It's one of those weird little bits of knowledge. Mm. Uh, is it psychosis is supposed to be in the match?
2: Psychosis is supposed to be, in
1: but that. psychosis can't get past the border he's for strange reasons. Been
2: detained. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so they had to panic and last minute threw together an outfit and whapped it on one Billy Kidman. It is Billy Kidman. Yeah. Why
2: could you not have just done Billy Kidman and Juventud Guerrero?
1: Well, Kidman's not really. Uh, he's not really been mega featured so far. No,
2: El Technico.
1: No, but. <laughs> but i i think they've got plans for kidman right right so i i think it's one of those things where maybe it's like fuck it kidman we can't really just throw you in there yet yeah we don't maybe want to do this or that just to be honest they could have thrown kidman out there and it would have been a hell of a better match
2: and techno is basic technico is basically there to take a shoe in to be honest
1: what does technico mean it means he's a technical wrestler and then mike like
2: it also means that he's like a a fan favorite (laughs) cheers mike (laughs) Glad we got Mike in for that. Mike, I mean, I mean, Explaining I, the actual. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike Tanay, uh, they, they draft him in when anyone on the wrestling commentary team needs to talk about wrestling. Yeah. Thank God Mike Tanay is there. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one with the actual hidden knowledge. It's the other two just making shitty yeah. jokes. Uh, Technico is there indeed to take a drum in. They get basically jobbed out to heavyweight boys here. Rocco and Grunge win with an assisted sent on onto El but Technico. Wait.
1: They laid out the table, this Chekhov's table on the outside. You can't do this. That's just sad. That's fucking over the audience. How dare you set up a table and not use it
2: during the match for your terrible finish? Don't worry. The audience are placated because they do put the cherry on top with a double team on El Technico <laughs> through said Chekhov's table. Fuck you, table. Kidman! <laughs> <laughs> Leave the memories alone.
1: And then, get your very own Big Boys t-shirt <laughs> for only nineteen ninety nine. 99
2: This is our boy. They've got Jim
1: Duggaroni pizza shilling (laughs) t-shirts.
2: And no normal t-shirt. They are literally branded as the big boys. Get the big boys t-shirt. Get the
1: big boys.
2: One size fits most, says Jim (laughs) Duggan, with somebody else. I think a random stagehand with his head through the head hole along with Jim Duggan. (laughs) <laughs> or, unless this is some sort of story art where Jim Duggan's a two-headed monster. This shit
1: must have been some of the most fun stuff to shoot.
2: Jim Duggan looks like he's having a ball yeah. selling, selling these this these grade Like, WCW Jim, sell t-shirts.
1: me this t-shirt. How? <laughs> Just sell me the shirt.
2: Mike Tanae has legged it backstage uh, to chat with Chris Benoit and Mongo McMichael. Mongo, you're not here. to You're not wrestling tonight. Yeah, you're not on the bill. Why are you here? He says he's here to protect WCW from the NWO. And now the horsemen will always band together. There's only two of you in this particular I, but bit. The, so the problem, the problem congestion. is,
1: I don't know if Mongo has the skills. So thankfully, Deborah does manage to tell us that her <laughs> husband yeah. used to be in the ANFL, uh, and she holds up his Super Bowl ring on his hand, and she basically keeps saying that he was in the ANFL, uh, and that that is um, that's Deborah's line for the night.
2: You know what that ring of the ANFL means? It means he's a team
1: player. <laughs> it means my husband played in the ANFL. <laughs>
2: That's what they're doing. I'm sorry,
1: but I just can't. Deborah does my head in. She does my head in.
2: Do you know what you've you've got? Like she
1: does my head in throughout her entire run, like her entire wrestling run. She just does my head
2: in. This is the lack of bass
1: in the voice. It's it's it just just feels like she's always just like an afterthought. So I think part of it is like the booking. I mean, at this stage, it makes sense, right? She's she's just there to accompany Mongo. But as she gets more entrenched in the wrestling industry, she just constantly feels like an
2: afterthought. Like this, just like shit. We need someone for Deborah. Just throw her in there, okay. It's a, it's a real triple threat of women in The Four Horsemen. You've got woman who is persona and charisma out the wazoo. She's incredible. She's perfect. She is just the right bit of uh, sultry and just the right bit of fucking downright d- vicious. You've vicious got, and delicious.
1: You've got Liz Lee. You've got Miss Liz Lee who is just there to kind of, you know, she's she's there spending macho man's money and
2: she's with Ric Flair now and fuck you, macho. But, but in terms of persona, you've got Liz, who is essentially a shrug in human form. Yeah. Just like... I don't know like yeah like like the like the meek like it's like you hired a librarian to do a TED talk yeah like and it's just that kind of oh, she's know. only
1: recently started doing that again though I think like there was a whole point where you know initially when she sided with Flair and the horseman she was a much bigger
2: character I'm but gonna, it feels like I'm they've... gonna disagree with you really I, I think throughout the whole run she's just been confused Liz. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but at least I there don't was, think it's her
2: forte. At least there
1: was like storyline backing for for her being there and being prominent.
2: Oh yeah, um, I, I'm with the storyline element of it. Yeah. but I don't. I, I've never really bought her as a. I feel like this all is out of her depth. And then you got Deborah, who's just going, "My mm-hmm. husband was in the A and fail." In terms of tier list them from top to from best to worst. I mean, Deborah's best. Woman the other two Deborah get in list. the bottom.
1: Get in the bottom. woman and liz bottom woman they didn't marry somebody they didn't marry somebody who played in the nfa why should we listen or care (laughs) this is wrestling tom (laughs) this is wrestling career on the indies massively successful run to the point where you're the biggest female star in a company even though you didn't compete in ring Fuck that
2: (laughs) (laughs) the following announcement has been paid for by the new world order Not anymore. Not anymore. That's an annoying (laughs) soundbite. I wonder (laughs) how many times we're going to hear that this evening. I'm sure that'll be the last time we hear it. Fucking hell. So we go to the first of many cuts tonight to the NWO's room in the Marriott.
1: Where they're all just talking over each other. The man. entire fucking time. They, they're just all talking over each other all at once. And again, it's part of the presentation. They don't play by rules. They're just being themselves, and they're just having a good time. But fuck me. If you're going to make me sit and watch it, give me something to watch.
2: It's true. They're just sat on a couch. And they're not. <laughs> so we've got Hulk Hogan, Ted DiBiase, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Fake Sting, Giant, and Nick Hogan, Hogan's son. Hogan was talking about how much his son, Nick, likes fast cars. Just leave that one there. That's it's not even me being a dick. That was what was happening in this segment. Um, Ted t- DiBiase Ted says WCW... It's good to know that the hairline is, is
1: completely gone on Terry.
2: <laughs> it's good, is it? Yeah. It's going to say it's hereditary as well. I mean, of course it is, but it's good
1: to know that it's definitely just stitched into the old uh, bandana. Oh, God, you can can tell. Well, I mean, considering you could probably, you you know, you could measure stuff accurately if Mm -hmm. you laid that out flat. It is perfectly flat, that cut.
2: (laughs) It's so good. It's, yeah. I don't know many people that get their hair done at the haberdashery. (laughs) It's like they got a guillotine and just went... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can't buy
1: so much material, so he's going to guillotine it just there. Maybe Nick should just do that. Just glue something on the side of his head,
2: you know, <laughs> get a baby face run out. <laughs> it won't be a baby face dry for a few years at least. Uh, now, I did watch this a few times to try and make <laughs> head or tail, because because what Sam said is right they just talk all over each other mm-hmm. every time they cut here. And so they're all, all kind
1: of doing the same thing as well. They're all gloating about their actions. About but they're, they they're all talking about different aspects of it all at once.
2: Yeah. So Ted... DBRC says WCW are now paying for the commercial announcements, which is why we have that
1: obnoxious Hulk
2: Hogan bit in it as well. Except for one where it cuts away and you just get the the
1: following is paid for with the no not anymore. Yeah,
2: there's one they forget they leave out. Yeah, Scott and Kevin welcome the fire them fire them Uh, all. I wish they did. (laughs) Scott and Kevin welcome the WCW roster back from Japan as fake Sting mocks fake fake Sting.
1: Wait, X Pack wants room service, guys. Oh, he does yeah. Does anybody want room service? We should get some room service. Keep talking. Room yeah, service. Uh, hey, say, Would you like some room service, anybody? My
2: son, Nick. He's a great. Fast kid. cars.
1: Yeah, but room oh, service. Damn. Do you know what else is fast, Nick? Hey, cheeseburgers. Hey, cheeseburgers are amazing. She you know how you can get Deborah. cheeseburgers? Yeah, definitely. You can get cheeseburgers me. on oh. room service.
2: I want some food. <laughs> <laughs> all right paul i love a bit of dinner
1: so you're um, up for some room service paul yeah room service <laughs> yes please it's cool because i'm sitting on like the back Brothers arm of the, the chair MWO which means i'm cooler than the normal sit I down am on the, the chair
2: cheese. i'm greater than the, <laughs> all the other characters combined what are we thinking relish pickles <laughs> double
1: cheese yeah
2: room service
1: i will they'll c- bring it in those little metal dish plate <laughs> things <laughs> room service I was
2: hoping that it might be at the end they order room service and maybe baby face turns up with the room service and beats them all up we it don't even just get been, that it
1: should have been sting inside like a, a dish big enough to fit like a whole stuffed pig right and stings in there with an apple in his mouth and they're like hold on a second this isn't a stuffed pig and then up he jumps and then he just spits the apple in hogan's face and lays them out that would have been
2: classic tv didn't get that i will give them a nod for the little dig they made at wwf here where they called fake sting quote the best imposter in professional wrestling because fake diesel and fake razor mona debuted in the weeks prior
1: i think that's cruel to rick bogner
2: that's (laughs) And Glenn Jacobs.
1: <laughs> nah, Glenn's made his own bed with his political career. I think it's <laughs> cruel to Rick Bogner.
2: Oh. Anyway, they talk all over each other. Nothing happens. Paid for by the New World Order. Not, Not anymore. anymore. <sighs> Back to the ring. Some wrestling. That's a, re- that's a relief. Dee Malenko is facing Alex White, fun boy. Malenko has Rey Mysterio's mask he in does. his hand. And
1: he's sort of Buffalo Bill in it the entire match. He's just sort of looking at it and touching it and going. Mm. <laughs>
2: So this is a beat that we missed. Whenever he like sees it. It's a beat that we missed this because it was on Saturday night. Oh, it didn't happen then. (laughs) As we know, (laughs) there's
1: two sets of all the wrestlers. Some of them only know what happens on Saturday night. Some of them only know what happens on Nitro. Mm. So that means this Malenko's gone rogue and he's done away with the Nitro Malenko. And now we've got Saturday night Malenko appearing on Nitro. This is yeah. This is getting like seventy sci-fi films. <laughs>
2: There's more than one Malenko. We're seeing double, four Dean Melenkos. <laughs> Uh, on Saturday night, Mysterio had his mask ripped off by Dean Malenko because Dean wants a title shot, and they and want that mask off him as fast as, as, as they go. Yes, it's heaven for fend you Make some fucking money from selling masks. No, we, we- need little stick-on devil horns <laughs> that come off every match. People want that. We're getting Malenko versus Mysterio at Slim Jim Halloween Havoc. Now, whatever you do, you must always call it Slim Jim Halloween Havoc. Yes. They and there's one. There's one point in the commentary tonight where they go Halloween Havoc, and Tony very quickly goes sponsored by Slim. Slim Jim That it's obviously hardwired and drilled into them. Yeah. It's called Slim Jim Halloween.
1: Do you havoc. think that they got like tied to a chair backstage and the Slim Jim man, the one that we're not going to see for a while with Pete the big Slim with Jim. the big
2: hair? Uh he
1: comes in, the hair that's made entirely of Slim Jim's, and he's just beating the shit out of them with a Slim Jim. I think that's exactly and he's what's like, happening. What's the name of it? Wabah! What's the name of it <laughs> <N>. James? James?
2: <laughs> Until they, they're saying Slim Jim <laughs> Halloween have it. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. And we've got no evidence of that. We just Whoosh. know. Technical start to the match that sees Malenko take to the floor, throwing Fun Boy into the barricade. He gets a bit aggressive here. He puts the Mysterio mask on the turnbuckle post, as Sam said, and just kind of lets the, the, pa- the, the post watch well, over the watch. Well, the camera cuts away, but match. all you
1: hear is just like... And like... Uh. Just over and over again for like a 35 minute period. And I was thinking Gene had got out, but no, he's not here. He's, he's away on a retreat. <laughs> so who's making that noise? You know who's making it because the camera's on there. Uh, the camera's on right on the outside.
0: <laughs>
1: but we know that ring's mic for sound. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. It's the referee. <laughs> oh, no. You've been told. <laughs> you were told in that meeting where we also (laughs) drilled into you about slim jim you leave that to gene he's the world's best why don't mess he's the whole
1: reason i got into this business
2: they're they're talking about sting on commentary when they're not wanking walking out on wcw larry zabisco describes it as a shameful thing (laughs) lobster head uh which (laughs) that was a lovely little throwback larry and then i put larry should also sue Seamus for for his theme music the way he sued chris jericho in 2001 Alex Wright dodges a cross body from Dino and cradles him to get the three.
1: Yeah, shock victory for Das Wunderkind. Yeah. Sorry, shock victory for Das Wunderkind.
2: Tony Schiavone says, Alex Wright shocked the world and Larry Zabisco goes, shocked me and I'm smarter than the world. What's Larry on tonight? It's just in full dickhead mode. I'm enjoying it. I like I don't Maybe it. Maybe he took one it. look
1: at the sheet and went, are you fucking kidding me? Alright, I'm going to have fun shit, with I'm this. going to have a yeah. laugh.
2: Somehow, as people, we just more fun is derived when something's crap. I think it's—I don't know—it's just like a, it's not a Schadenfreude thing because that's misery from other people's pain. Yeah, almost like a like a self-Schadenfreuder. Yeah, you go, ah, this is crap.
1: That and we love just taking a perfectly good gimmick and and we love just destroying a career.
2: We are you, just you and I. Yeah, we're one for that.
1: Yeah, we really are. It's like I found out WWF tried it with Jim Duggan <laughs> in like 1990 fucking oktoberfest themed main event you did you sent me that trying to dress up our italian superhero <laughs> as a fucking lederhosen hosen wearing <laughs> sausage munching beer drink in german how dare they try and m-
2: why mess with something that's already got? trying to
1: call him jim sauerkraut and, and stein's a beer Duggeroni pizza like how it doesn't make get, any sense <laughs> i
2: get Duggeroni pizza
1: it's though. a surname <laughs> Is Are it... they going to call him Duggan and just stick an umlaut out over the A? No. <laughs>
2: Duggaroni pizza. <laughs> Is it like double barreled in your head? Duggaroni dash pizza. So yeah, like, uh, it's his mum was. So Duggaroni and I, his dad was Mick Pizza. I feel
1: like his family would have insisted on there being a space, even though it was like, no, we can't legally do it. There's a space. Okay. <laughs> it's either that or we're going to name him Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari F50 or whatever. <laughs>
2: Ferrari F50. <laughs>
1: Or we'll just call him, like, 17. We're going to call him you know,
2: Maserati 2 Turbo. Yeah.
1: Lancia Delta Indicorale <laughs> Dugaroni Pizza. Still with a space. You either let us have Jim and give him a fair chance at being a professional wrestler slash pizza slinger, or we're going to name him after a successful
2: rally car from the, the, the 80s. It sounds daft, but it's amazingly a name that you can make in 2K23. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't make Shirley Onions, but I could make... I can I, make that It one. needs
1: to get whatever Starfield's got. Because Starfield, I'm like Captain
2: uh, Wankflaps at the minute, I think. I love how Starfield went, okay, you can do whatever you want in the world. There's like but five words rude, that you Dick can't. Dick shit, wank Yeah, fuck so fuck. it's like,
1: hello, Captain Wankflaps. Whenever I get back on the ship, it's great.
2: But I, like it's, it. <laughs> I I changed, you can change on iPhone, you can change your nickname that your yeah. phone has for you. So a while ago, I changed it to Dickhead. Right. So my, so... But then they updated the health app so it keeps track of my steps. Yeah. So, so whenever I do well on the old steps, it feels like my phone's sort of taking the piss because it just goes, well done, dickhead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Great work, dickhead. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what I did. Try it. It's a fun game for all involved. Uh, we get the um, recap from WW Saturday Night once again. Miss Elizabeth watching Randy Savage's match from the entrance. What's going on there? Randy has lost the plot. He starts battering several referees on Saturday night, including Mm -hmm. Nick Patrick, who got a big pop when he got twatted. Yeah. Uh, Tanay welcomes Randy Savage to the arena for an interview. The crowd are like, yes, some star power on this void of a Nitro. Wait.
1: And we wait. (laughs) <laughs> crowd starts
2: getting tired <laughs> and we wait and he doesn't emerge and then t- to Mike Tanay goes well I don't know where he is um, <laughs> we'll be back this on Nitro soon I don't know where Randy
1: Savage is he's not here something must have gone wrong we'll be back soon cut to
2: the Trail of a Halloween Havoc nope is that not what we get? Is it? I get Halloween havoc. I thought we...
1: Oh no, it is. But it's the first thing you see Savage and telling you to snap into a Slim Jim. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's trait, like yeah.
1: nobody knows where he is. He's not here. Oh yeah, and cut straight fucking to him. Got
2: a meatloaf space. What a big fuck you to the crowd.
1: Yeah, and then when we come back from commentary, we have to have it explained to us that yes, he was in the advert selling Slim Jims, but no, he's not here.
2: As if, as if people went, "Oh, just saw him there. was in the, <laughs> the advert?" How fucking thick are people in the is? Very. I think you'll find that they had pages,
1: mate. You could have just had an iPhone, right? I'm Why did not didn't we have an iPhone?
2: I'm not going to buy Pack. We had like fucking... Man like, comes alive out of butter playing the trombone. We had
1: dial-up when we could have just had fiber optic. We're just fucking stupid.
2: We're just All stupid we had to do
1: was go to Curry's and buy it. <laughs> it's probably there.
2: If Savage had sold us it. Um, I want to talk about this... <laughs> I want to talk about this Halloween Havoc. We
1: only, as a planet, we only eat Slim Jims and anything Randy Savage endorses. We have That's
2: to. It. He's the king of the planet. He, he is uh, <laughs> He is the Rasselor, like he was in Dexter's lab that time. He is the king. Uh, now, we get a trail for Halloween Havoc. Uh, Randy Savage dicking about with Halloween costumes and a Frankenstein costume and a werewolf costume where he's like, look at me. I've got this on my head. It's not him really. It's me. It's just like he's twatting about in a fancy dress shop. And, and I then, love it.
1: And then... For the first time in the Slim Jim verse, Ric Flair enters.
2: This was this absolutely caught me off guard. It sickened me because I was expecting just like a standard advert. They go, "You could win this car. Yeah. Hey, what a like free trip and win a truck and a lifetime supply of Slim Jim." And it shows a woman driving the the, 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 the Slim Jim Halloween Havoc car. Randy and makes like, an decent comment. Isn't gorgeous? <laughs> to which then we see Flair appear in the advert, going, "Do you mean the car Planked or the driver?" Around. I'm like, what, there's a, there's a, there's, I thought this was just like Savage's solo multiverse. Yeah. And then
1: Savage just goes off on Flair and then Flair leaves because he feels threatened.
2: Yeah, they cut a really long promo <laughs> in which but before Flair leaves, he says, I'm going to enter the sweepstakes to win the car." Well, that's it. He,
1: he sort of explains how you win because Flair's like, I'm here to win. And it's like, you can only win by going to your shop and buying and eating as many Slim Jims as possible and getting lucky. <laughs> it's like the golden ticket for Charlie and his... his Fucking his fucking shitter of a granddad. <laughs> oh, sorry, I can't work and help the family. Oh fuck, magical fucking chocolate factory trip. Watch me dance. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm surprised that. Grandpa Joe's a piece of shit. I'd have, would have jobbed him into a uh, Department for Work and Pensions. Somebody should have. Him I'd TV do a TV whole group.
1: investigation because there's four of them in that bed. And if he can get up and dance.
2: Yeah. So yeah. So there's, there's a lot, there's some benefit for all that. And there, you
1: know he's sending to Charlie to collect his money. There's no way
2: he's getting up to get it. Of course he is. Fucking bollocks. Benefit for all well, But no boy. free chocolate. And also, right? If this advert exists in the real WCW world, Ric Flair turns up going, oh, Savage, fun place you've got here. Savage would have (laughs) leapt across the car and kicked fuck out of Flair for stealing all his money. So I
1: know that I uh, fucked your wife and took all of your money um, twice, but um, essentially, yeah, I want to win this car, mate.
2: Yeah, yeah, because that's the other thing. Savage would have gone... Mate, you stole all my money. Why are you... Oh, I'm skint now, mate. You spent all my money. Yeah, I want to win this car. You fucking dickhead. You spent all my money. What do you want to win the car for? So I can sell it for more money. <laughs> yeah. So I can keep Liz in the manner in which she wishes to be kept. It was... I, I wish they'd leaned into it because it would have just been Savage leaping across the car and beating <laughs> the fuck out of Flair. Um, Flair's entering the swim gym, Slim Jim sweepstakes and then like you say, he just leaves not wanting a to fight tonight. I don't think he'd be eligible as, as, a mem- as an employee of World Championship Wrestling. Well, he doesn't have a sponsorship with Slim Jim, so maybe he would be. No, but if he's got a Turner contract, then legally he's not allowed to enter. Yeah, but his son can. David can, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so All those just... two
1: women he was with could. What if he just hands his... Uh, well, what if he just hands Macho Man's credit card to... Uh, like his kid, and then his kid can go buy all of the Slim Jims in all the shops for him. True. Uh, he does a Grandpa Joe, but instead of like, you know, go get my doll money, go get me the, uh, you know, all the Slim Jims you can, and then he wins anyway.
2: <laughs>
1: I think that's possible. Go to
2: that Slim Jim shop around the corner. Who can take the sunlight? <laughs> You're just watching them mince a load of like bits
1: of animal. <laughs> The fact that we had Savage teased and then he doesn't show up means that you got to know the next match is going to be Star Power City, right? you got to make up for something like that. And so WCW, they never fail to deliver. What have we
2: got, Tom? Up next is Eddie Guerrero versus Jim Powers. Juiced up Jim. Fuck. That's the NWO... <laughs> Politely referred to
1: him as last week.
2: Yeah, um, Eddie Guerrero is in action at Halloween. So Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc, uh, facing Diamond Dallas Page. They've had a little feud bubbling over. But Jim Powers is just one of these guys, very much on the periphery. Fuck you. You're not getting savage. You're getting Jim Powers. My takeaway from this is that there's a guy that looks
1: like a young Guy Fieri with a mustache, like middle of the crowd.
2: I saw him. Yeah.
1: Do you know that Guy Fieri's real name's Guy Ferry, but he changed it to Fieri to get closer to his Italian roots and sound fancier. <laughs> I think more people need to know that Guy Fieri's name's Guy Ferry. And plus
2: Guy Ferry limits him to nautical-based food only.
1: I would like to see Guy Ferry have to take the ferries of Britain and rate the canteens of said ferries. None of them that go to Europe because you get like fancy Haribo on those bad boys. I'm talking about like ones that go between Scottish islands, the Shields Ferry, things like that.
2: But he can't do Dinah's drive-ins and dives because well, no, he shouldn't be allowed drive to drive do that anyway. Ferry. He
1: doesn't have an exotic surname. <laughs> well, he probably does legally, but you know what I mean. I'd have never given a show to a guy fairy. I know that much.
2: <laughs> I'd have given a country music album to a guy fairy.
1: Imagine he went in there with like just normal hair, he'd like a, a sweater vest on. He's like, I've got an idea. It's called Dinah's drive-ins and dives. Uh, my name's Guy Ferry and I'm a chef and I'm uh, and they're like no fuck off and then he comes in with like a bowling shirt covered in flames hair stuck up like he goes home and in a moment of like sadness he just like throws the tv remote against the wall and he sees a smash mouth music video and he's like that's it that's the shit and then the smash mouth singer's probably got like an exotic name or something and he's like Guy Fieri and I'm taking that entire look. And then he storms back in there in three quarter cutoffs, uh, calling everybody dude and bro. <laughs> and his hair's all spiked up. And they're like, wow, radical. And they, they, <laughs> they can't even remember the first pitch because Guy Ferry just didn't didn't do it for them.
2: There was a famous meeting about an hour before where the, uh, Gary Rhodes said, I'm sorry, only one spiky hair, one spiky head chef is allowed at one time. I I ate at the diners. <laughs> I, I, there I... can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten at a diners
1: and uh, diners, drivers, and dives approved venue as well. Have you? Which yeah. one? I can't remember the name of it. It's a sports bar in LA in Koreatown, but they had a massive fucking poster up all signed by Guy. And I was like, shit, they've been on diners, drivers, and dives. So I need to find the episode because it was pretty good food. To be fair, like yeah. if,
2: if Guy Fieri came into my restaurant, I'd have a big picture. Oh, yeah. But I'd just keep calling him Guy Ferry and patting him on the back. It's
1: my friend, Guy Ferry. It's Guy Ferry. Guy Ferry, it's,
2: everybody. It's Fieri. Shut up, Ferry, you're fine.
1: And then, while while he's inside, have someone fill his like uh, convertible with cement, <laughs> like Vince style.
2: So you really know. Nice well, not even him. cement,
1: like baked beans.
2: <laughs> so you really know nice something? You just fucking shit up his car.
1: Well, we did tell you we got a special guy, and we want you to experience the special. Here it is: it's
2: the baked bean <laughs> surprise. It's, it's, it's beans and sausages out of a
1: can, <laughs> but it's a car full of it. <laughs> And everything, the boot, the engine block, the oil well, the, the petrol tank, the car itself, like the interior, anything, the glove compartment, it's all just full of beans and sausages. <laughs> it's the baked
2: bean surprise guy. <laughs> hey, that's nothing. You wait till you try the custard surprise. They just fucking break his legs. <laughs> Where's the custard Surprise!
1: There's no custard. <laughs> they knock him down and then they take him to like, put a bag over him, take him to like a, just a, a massive industrial unit and throw him into a custard,
2: custard surprise.
1: <laughs> Slam. And there's other TV chefs in there, just in the dark. It's just echoing. Jamie Oliver, Hello. is that you? <laughs> <laughs> this is so annoying. Oh, you as well, eh? <laughs> I wouldn't put Cy si in that situation. Got, got he's a the, lovely human being. He got
2: you with a custard surprise, did he? <laughs> we keep getting caught out by it. Um, here's a lovely custard surprise Nick Patrick wearing a hilarious neck brace. He got beaten up by Savage on Saturday night, but and God he wants bless him for everybody to work. know about it. But he talked to the camera, going, I've come to work even though I'm hurt. I had to keep it to 60 in my new convertible. <laughs> it would have blown off. <laughs> but somebody filled with baked beans. <laughs> I went to that stupid restaurant again.
1: It must have been amazing to be rich in like the late 80s, early 90s. Cause you could probably, if you were like a billionaire, you could probably just, def- I mean, you can do that today anyway, but you could just like, hey, I just want a new car every day and just right. throw it away. Just throw your car away. Just find a river, just drive it into a river, <laughs> jump out at the last minute. And just behind your house is a ditch just full of cars. <laughs> but you've got to like set them on fire so that nobody can steal them and sell them on. Oh, yeah. So you don't want You got to be, yeah, to I mean, you've got to,
2: well, that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would just go for a drive while they pump my house full of more asbestos. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, It's good for you. It's good for you, apparently. That and smoking. It'd be fine. Asbestos. Mm -hmm. We've got concrete that's not concrete. Schools are really safe at the minute. Schools are well safe. Yeah. I don't see what the problem is. Everybody bullies each other and there's (laughs) fake fake concrete. It'd be fine. (laughs) Uh, Tony and Larry put Nick over for coming to work, even though everybody thinks he's an arse. Uh, as Powers works over Eddie, the NWO goobers appear. They've got NWO placards. They're chanting NWO. And the, the, the real wrestler's here, everybody.
0: <laughs> the real
1: wrestler's here. <laughs> Can't remember his name. The real wrestler? Yeah, Mr. Kurt Angle. The the, the amateur wrestling champion. Oh, God! Oh, God! I can't remember. It was last week. That was no. He's here. Is he here again? Yeah, he sat with somebody on front row. I didn't see that yeah. bit. Well, maybe you should pay closer attention. I should on. have.
2: I was too busy. Too busy fixating on a car full of beans. I <laughs> was too busy thinking about a car. I was. You know what? I was still writing up the segment before. <laughs> So I probably missed it. that like, you on a car. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, as Powers works over Eddie and they arrive, Eddie pushes back, goes for a frog splash. Jim gets up there and superplexes him, which I thought was a nice move of the match. And comes a bit weirdly because Eddie hits a German suplex, but seems to kick out at 2.9. Mm. Nick counts the three uh, and Jim Powers loses. So And basically- then there's an awkward
1: stall and then everybody's kind of looking at each other and then Patrick looks to the outside and is like, ring mm. the fucking bell, play the fucking music. So, and NWO chance are breaking out.
2: It's so weird. It's weird. <laughs> I feel like, like the thing is, right, if this was a flummox, it's covered for the fact that Nick Patrick is currently ass. Yeah. So it could just be, and also it was the previous week, uh, Nick Patrick uh, got into it with Teddy and Ice Train. Yeah. And, and flummoxed to call with them. So whether, whether we're building it's going to gonna Nip- be a bit of a disaster, this was the place to do it. We're building Nick, maybe, unless they're building Nick Patrick versus Teddy Long. I'd pay to see that. Uh, well, <laughs> it'd be the biggest star power you'll see all night. Maybe we could have Doom
1: manage Teddy Long. That'd be nice.
2: Ah, ah, ah full circle moment. Spare
1: them on the outside.
2: The following announcement is paid for by the New World Order. Not anymore. Yeah. We're back at the hotel room, and it's the <laughs> NWO watching themselves on Nitro, going, hey, we're on telly, lads, this is great! Talking all over each other once again. And the Nasty Boys turn up. Yeah. So Hogan gave them their, their room key last week. So he must be staying in the same room. The Nasty
1: Boys feel in this scene like... Um, two kids that are hanging around with like their brother's friends, <laughs> like their older brother's mates who are cooler yeah. and they see them as being <laughs> much cooler. Cause they're like, wow guys, oh my God, it's Kevin Nash. Oh oh, oh yeah, we're cool. Uh, and trying to like really impress them. And it's just sort of, you're the fucking nasty boys, man. <laughs> like you're the wrecking crew from Allentown. Fucking
2: put some respect on yourself. Put some respect on yourselves, boys. Fucking. Nash and Hall aren't convinced by this. No. Um, because they're like, but then they're like, hey, look, we don't, we know we're not on any side, but this is more than WCW's ever done for us. Yeah, bringing us into a hotel room.
1: And do you know what else is here? Cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah, relish, extra cheese, those little shitty plates. So you lift stuff up and stings not underneath. <laughs> yeah, room service is rocked up. X Pack must be loving it.
2: And it's lovely because the food's here. Yeah, the Nash is there, but. National aren't convinced by them, but don't worry. Jerry Sachs Sags is going <laughs> to convince you. He has a foolproof plan to prove that he is on their side.
1: So he stands up and he performs a pant-covered Goatsey. And if you know what that is, um, I feel I feel for your pain. Um, if you don't, maybe don't Google it. Uh, don't Google Goatsey, G-O-A-T-S-E. Don't Google it at all. I'm just going to give you a second not to Google it. Not look at it and burn it into your eyes forever, and never be able to not see it whenever you think of it. Um, You know, just just gonna store for a second. But yeah, he performs a pants-covered goatsey while standing on a table, and he's like, "Look, guys, it's Eric Bischoff," and then he mimes his goatsey talking.
2: So basically, he is talking. He is my. He is miming. Spreading the old cheekaroo's. Pulling his bum cheeks apart to go. Look at me! I'm Eric Bischoff. (laughs) the N.W.O. are coming to get me. Because that is, and and they all laugh and go, "He's all right, him." <laughs> uh, I was so befuddled by this. They're using it's them the...
1: skills that helped save the Taiwan Strait. To call back to some early fucking nitro review. Look
2: at me! I'm the president. <laughs> that's how he did it. I believe that's what Anoki did when he saved those hostages. <laughs> Look at me! I'm America. Um, it's me, George W. Bush. <laughs> This bit is so befuddling that I have made it the thumbnail art for the podcast this week. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just what did... what <laughs> and it's the fact they all go, yay, we love him, he's all right. Hey! If ever you're in a job interview next if you've got a job interview next week, just stand up on the table. Yeah, you know, if you've got a job interview turn Costa, around
1: and you- just leave your pants on, but keep spreading them cheeks and oh, tell yeah. them that that's the
2: boss. Yeah. yeah.
1: You're not the boss, are you? You're just the monkey that hires people. Yeah? <laughs> you're the office office guy that's just sort of the <laughs> they kind of crack crack you in a corner and they go like, you know, well, you just handle all this shit. Yeah, you mustn't like the boss either. So here's me doing the <laughs> boss. Actually, I am the boss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, I'm not the boss. Look at me, I'm all the other stuff.
2: <laughs> 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 You're <laughs> hired. You start Monday. So uh, after that segment, let's go back to backstage at Nitro, because Mike today is with Arne Anderson, woman, and Elizabeth. Ann Anderson uh, this, says... This scene's quite weird. Yeah. Ann says that at War Games, Liz had a weak moment, but she has to stay with the horsemen. Woman then chews Liz out asking what she was doing out there fawning over Randy. Liz doesn't know what to say... Not because she doesn't know like which way her, her her real allegiance lie, but she's just crap and doesn't know what to say. But
1: the, the tone of it very much feels like Arne's going, Liz, we know you're a simple woman, but you need to be stop being so driven by your feelings and desires to leave the house. What were you doing? We were away. You were supposed to stay at home, Liz. You weren't supposed to be here. How dare you leave the house, Liz? You're not allowed out of the house. What were you doing? That's how it feels. And it's like, I was like, whoa.
2: <laughs> a bit like a, a bit like sort of domestic Yeah, a bit kind of like
1: just a bit sort of like, all right, she can go on a shopping spree if she wants. She can come down, check out Nitro. If she's just contracted talent. But Savage is their enemy. I know. I know it's coming and from she- a place of we can't protect you if we're not here. But like it, it, it did feel very much like, Liz, come on, darling. We know you're simple. Just stay home when we're not here.
2: I think because Liz can't really act. In any way, yeah It makes segments like this g- trickier to navigate. She'd
1: make a fantastic silent movie actress. Yeah In this scene, she's just sort of like...
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: kind of flailing her arms around
2: and looking sad and conflicted, but like th- yeah, it was weird. She'd make a fantastic silent movie runner.: Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll check in with Liz again in a bit. Uh, don't worry, the star power keeps on ratcheting up. It is Brad Armstrong versus Hugh Morris.
1: And if you thought we were going to have a clean transition into hour two, you've got another thing coming. By the time the bell rings, we've got 40-odd seconds on the clock. It's yeah. going to be one of those
2: firework moments. It really is. The match is underway as we do begin hour two. Uh, Eric welcomes us to, quote, the second hottest hour in wrestling today. So I presume that means hour one is better.
1: Probably, but I mean, you could argue that Raw is also pretty good.
2: Yeah, yeah. But either way, he is undermining the second hour in <laughs> Nitro by going the second hottest hour in wrestling. So there is at least one. You've already got. Better. You've
1: only got me and Bobby bloody heen <laughs> in this hour.
2: You've only got Eric for that bloody long. Mm. Uh, Eric, Bobby, Mike, all asking, "Where's Randy?" Uh, in which Bischoff then calls the Nasty Boys "quote a bunch of guppies." <laughs> Who aren't in the NWO, and they're just sucked in by Hogan's magnificent charisma.
1: Which just always feels like, I didn't agree to this shit. They're not getting an extra payday. What's this? No. Hold on.
2: Hold on. No, I was going to fire
1: them in two weeks. This isn't going to work at all. What do you mean they're going to be a part of the stable? I need to get
2: on the blow at a (laughs) 10. They're meant to be here tonight. We're we're fucked for talent. Uh, A fairly nothing Room service. I didn't agree to that. Cheeseburgers. In the Marriott. (laughs) They're like $14 ago. No,
1: There's a whole play they'd of they'd them! They'd be like $5 ago in the 90s and everybody'd be like, $5 for a cheeseburger?
2: That's a good shout, yeah. Oh that's my
1: a... god! And now it's like, in America, I lo- I'm love. i loving this at the minute, where
2: it's like, a Big Mac meal costs $18. Like, you reap what you sow. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> Just think how much better you'll be when you're not eating them all the time. Yeah, and uh, put down um, the guns. Happy Thanksgiving, America, for the other <laughs> week. <laughs> Uh, A fairly nothing match, but a rematch from last week that sees Morris beating Brad with two moonsaults.
1: You know what? I think Brad has a good show in in spite of the shortness of the match. I think Brad manages to keep his distance well. There's like there is I mean, it's Brad Armstrong, right? You don't need to talk about how good he is. Uh, But like it's sort of the psychology very much feels like it's there. Morris is a big power guy, but he's got explosive speed. Armstrong's able to keep that distance you know, just enough and get get attacking when he has the opportunity. But Morris's explosivity just proves to be too much.
2: Mm-hmm. So, whether or not we'll get a rubber match with these two, well, if, it, if Probably it's. Probably just...
1: not. They're really mistreating Brad Armstrong right now. No, he can't talk. Just give him a manager. Give him Liz. She's not doing fuck all. He can't talk either. I don't care. <laughs> It'll be funny. Both of them stood awkwardly with a mic going, um, you don't spit your spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh,
2: woman and Liz are arguing by the curtain on says she needs to be all in or all out. So Wembley or Chicago b- before the end of the night, um, no we don't we'll get no resolution on that for now back from the break eric bischoff apologizes because between randy savage going awol the nwo dicking about at the marriott and the, all that liz stuff he's gonna go sort it all out so he says tony if you're still here jump on it's so cash i really love it he's like i'm, I'm fucking not, off so t- talk amongst yourselves tony if you if you can hear me you're still here because uh, if i were tony i'd be going well hang on is this is this another hour paid I'll I'll do it. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'm happy to miss my bus if I, if this is another, <laughs> I make an invoice for another hour. He sat there looking at the greyhound and the <laughs> just pulling up <laughs> outside the arena. Like, I need to know now. I just need to know what I'm invoicing for, like time and a half, because time and a half, Eric, double time, time and a half. Because Eric, well, technically I've already done like three a quarter of the hour, so it's not a full hour. We'll pay you, but like we'll pay you something for like what's your greyhound ticket? What's oh, about. $8. Do you want some <laughs> slim gyms? Repay your greyhound ticket. And get you some <laughs> We'll cover, your, we'll cover your travel fee. We'll put you on another Greyhound. We'll put you in the Marriott.
1: So naturally, you're thinking, okay, they're in the Marriott. Eric's livid that he's paying for cheeseburgers. This is because that's why we've got the not anymore every time uh, because WCW is paying for everything now. But you, you, you think naturally, Eric, NWO, that's going to become a thing at the end of this episode. You, they're going to somehow Eric's going to go there full of fucking oh. piss and vinegar and, and get angry at them.
2: Yeah, that's what you think. Yeah in the ring <laughs> uh, Arn Anderson in action alas some good fucking food facing Chris Jericho yeah
1: like actually some good wrestling
2: um, Mammoth the instrumental plays Chris Jericho to the ring always a joy Tony's back on commentary he didn't get on the greyhound yes um, a nice technical showcase woman giving Jericho a slap at one point on the outside that turns the tide. Uh, and, and Arne actually earlier in the night put Chris Jericho over as like, yeah. I've been there with like one of the, the hottest young talents that we've got and I need your focus tonight. I'm like, that's great.
1: The lion salt to landing on the feet just before the finish is great yeah. as well. Like just sort of changing it midair. Like,
2: Love that. Arne wearing down Jericho as Elizabeth watching on a monitor just ends up just walking off.
1: Yeah, so Liz just storms off, but she doesn't come out. So no. you think she's going to maybe
2: come out? But no, she, she doesn't appear. She's just gone. Uh, Jericho lands his trademark diving forearm, but out of the ring. Yeah. Like, I've, you, you see him, like, you've seen him hit that flying forearm many times in wrestling, but not over the top rope. It was great. It's delicious. Uh, as you say, a lion salt attempt is dodged, and Arne just fucks it right off of the fucking DDT. Yeah, and that's Shut it. Shut up. Baboom. He does the best DDT. It's just snap. Snap oh. explosivity. Arn Anderson, man. Just so good. Uh, Arn picks up the win, but Jericho looks really good here. Yeah. I think he's a future undisputed World champion. I will see. He will tie that legacy of 1905 all the way back to <laughs> Pat O'Connor to the modern and era. And then
1: we'll just do away with it.
2: <laughs> and then we'll never mention the Smashing
1: Pumpkins. I'll dig it out the ground and, <laughs> and
2: crack on. <laughs> uh nwo t-shirt commercial buy the shirt this one not paid for by wcw no this is just this is like an advert they just got in rotation still going
0: on
2: during the break liz with her bags over her shoulder is leaving she has a mysterious piece of paper in her hand like if you're watching now she's like walking along like this with like a
1: roll of paper
2: in her hand nobody knows what it is i'm sure we'll find out by the end of the night Hmm. The stars are shining tonight. It is Michael Wall Street coming to the ring to face Leg Luger. That's what you want. Be- Lex is probably the, the, the biggest star of the night so far, and you can tell because he gets a big reaction. People yeah. are like, "At last, some good fucking food! <laughs> Luger! Crowd are asking, where's Rando? Sorry, the commentary are asking, where's Rando? Yeah, they're saying, like, it, it's got to be trouble. If Savage
1: isn't here, he's not just going to not show up. Mm.
2: Right?
1: Uh, a really boring as fuck
2: match. Yeah. Any thoughts on this match? Because I didn't make a lot other than the finish. Uh, there's a
1: nice bit where Wall Street yeets Lex to the floor early on. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, no. Rack. We go back to commentary who are sort of trying to dig their way out of the hole that they've dug themselves into with Sting.
2: Oh, so hang on. Luger wins with the rack on yeah. Michael Wall Street. Thanks for that. And you're right. Commentary are trying we Where the- are we? We're, s- we're, s- we're so sorry. We're so, we're so sorry, sorry, Sting. We're sorry, Sting, But you know what? Because uh, tonight is all about good ideas. Yeah. Sags, I know how to win the NWO over. Look at me, I'm the <laughs> Talking anus. Talking anus. WCW gone, oh man, we really upset Sting. Um, we could offer him a pay increase, maybe a, 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 new, a new role in the company. How about we
1: give him three weeks off, paid vacation, send Holy him, time. him and the wife, you know, I don't know if he's got any bends by this point, but him and the wife, send mm. them away on a nice carnival cruise. You know that be
2: nice here yeah, to do that? No, don't worry, lads. We've got a better idea, right? As a goodwill gesture for Sting, they have dressed up uh, ahead of the Bush Grand National <laughs> car race. They have dressed up the WCW car with Sting's face. I'd like it <laughs> if Sting just came out and they were expecting <laughs> him to be like,
1: oh my God, this is amazing. He's like, actually, I don't like cars. <laughs> I think this is very harmful to the planet. I'm more of a, I'm more of a fan of angling um what you you simpletons would refer to as fishing yeah <laughs> and just mic drop fucks off <laughs> the
2: Chef goes do he hate the car you fucking <laughs> what are you doing I fucking it. did
1: you it. ask me no you went straight to tell you trying to undermine me you fucking prick stings a motorbike man
2: <laughs> it's the fucking sincerity <laughs> sting we're so sorry we put it's... your face on a car please come back <laughs> baby Way of please we love you and i can imagine sting watching going fuck that i want a bonus and time off at christmas yeah just give me give me a, give just me a fucking sh- car shoot, shoot
1: me 10 grand 25 <laughs> grand we'll call it quits
2: why me? 20 grand yeah. i'll be back in no time a western union you can do it
1: instantly fuck it
2: that's it's just a, i <laughs> it, okay i get right you want to advertise the bush grand national and you got a car that's lovely don't in to go by way of apology, Sting. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> we've got your car with your face on. You you can't drive it. No, a professional has you to imagine drive it if
1: it was, and you're also gonna be doing the race.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> so Sting's gotta learn how to drive properly.
2: What a stressful prize. <laughs> <laughs> no, just stay away.
1: Or he's gotta sit there the entire time, weighing the car down. Everybody else just has one <laughs> driver, and he's just the entire time. Being forced to wave,
2: and all the while there's Eric- a
1: staffer with a stick and it's cellotaped to his arm, and Sting just gives up after a while, and they're just moving his arm for him, and it's just sort of looking less and less enthusiastic as he's just like.
2: But Eric, i like track. like like your nervous parents at Christmas keep going. Hey, you like your present then? Yeah, <laughs> you know hey, you like, you, you like it? your present? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. It's
1: Honestly, fine. Eric, I would have preferred fucking socks. I take fucking cash, man. Yeah.
2: <laughs> cash equivalent <laughs> or whatever that is. I'll have, the- I'll have the cash equivalent of that Grand National car, please. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, and also put the Bush Grand National. I thought that was horses. WCW were cheating with a car. Now, we've had a lot of shit tonight. We certainly have.
1: But I think it's going to reach unprecedented levels right about now. This might be one of the worst (laughs) matches we've ever reviewed.
2: Fuck, this is something else. The Faces of Fear, Barbarian and Haku. And
1: I love the Faces of Fear. You know, they're a bit of a schlock fest, but they're a bit Mm. of a throwback in that regard. And I like that kind of wrestling sometimes. They're in there with the Rock and Roll Express who were also a throwback.
2: They are a throwback. They're still a throwback. <laughs>
1: Throw them back.
2: <laughs> um, the crowd are dead as a door now. I don't blame them. I, they, I'd be fuming. They
1: just got to see a car. What more do they want? Cleveland, Ohio. Sting, They're stuck up fuckers.
2: But that's it as well to go. We want to send an apologies to Sting. So Sting, here's a car with your face on.
1: You know the shithole on the lake that I just said this city was, we've put your face on a car in the shithole on the lake surrounded by people that have congealed around the shithole on a lake.
2: We think that's what we think of you. Yeah. This car.
1: You um, are basically a win it on the asshole that is win it. that is Cleveland, Ohio. That's what they've said to him. <laughs> and the good people of Cleveland, which if we've got anybody out there listening uh, in Cleveland, I'd, I really want to go to Cleveland.
2: Well, there you go, <laughs> the mistake
1: yeah. on the lake. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, to put up with the
2: abuse that Larry's throwing out there. Oh, uh, I wanna get, you want to go there and find Sting's car and write Cock Borden on it? <laughs> <laughs> just, you see it on telly with Cook Pass Borden. <laughs> Bloody NWO! <laughs> um, this match is boring as balls. Uh, Meng tries to use a referee to stop him from getting sunset flipped. The ref pushes him off and nobody gives a flying fuck. This match is essentially copy-paste. So it's three strikes,
1: slam, pin attempt. On the pin attempt, Gibson breaks it up every time on one or two. Rinse, repeat, 17 times. It is not the finest showing for either of these teams. They're both capable of so much more.
2: This match is so bad that commentary just start making jokes about the NWO just to amuse themselves. I made a note of Heenan's jokes. Right. What do you call Hogan buried up to his hand in sand? buried, Buried up to his head in sand. What? Not enough sand. Right what do you call the NWO in cement boots at the bottom of the sea? What waste of cement! And then not he goes, even, not even Heenan's finest. Hour. <laughs> he goes, I can see Hogan wearing something black and brown—a Doberman. <laughs> I guess, like a big dog jumping on him. He just
1: Hogan just opens a present <laughs> and just, whah, just latches onto him. It's like Rick Martell, right? In the in the blindfold match. There's a point where he gets to Damian. And part of me always wanted him to get Damian, throw Damian out, and then just have the visual of Damian just turn around and go shoo, straight up to his fucking face. And just take him out. Like, like a javelin fired yeah. at him. Like so a he reptilian just, javelin. He opens his box and a doberman explodes out of the box and just latches <laughs> onto Hogan's face. It's like, it's got the Rey Mysterio entrance, like, lift.
2: (laughs) Who's that jumping out the dog? (laughs) I mean, if that happened on this Nitro, but then something happened later on that's now made me go, maybe that's where they were going with it. Put a pin in it. Uh, Morton and Gibson go for Jimmy Hart. Morton gets the kicked kick for the three. Thank fuck this is over. As you say, a pretty miserable outing for all involved. But wait, there's more. Yes, because the public <laughs> enemy run out and make the save uh, for the Rock and Roll Express. We're going to get beaten up by the Faces of Fear. But they reverse the attack and they beat up Johnny Grunge, particularly focusing on his leg. Yeah, because he's got a bad leg. And this puts them in doubt for Halloween Havoc, where they're mm. meant to defend the world tag titles against Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. I don't know in how theory... we
1: can cope, if I'm being honest. Mm. I, I think that we, we need a break from the in-ring action.
2: The following announcement is paid for by the New World Order. Not back to the NWO Mario. Knobs has got some knob-shaped food in his he's, mouth. He's eating all the picky food. He is. He's eating all the knob-shaped food. Uh, Ted's on the phone going, Where's our champagne? <laughs> it's so shit. It's so shit. Isn't this the one where we cut
1: back to it? And <laughs> is this the one? Yeah, so this is the one where we cut back to it and Hogan's just got Nick on his knee and they're uh, talking about... I didn't even know what the fuck they talking were talking about.
2: about they were talking about the, the, the other member of the NWO who has now joined them yeah. in NASCAR driver Kyle oh, Petty oh yeah he sat awkwardly on the end he of the saying, couch oh, and, and, and he's saying and again not being a dick this is what he was saying he was talking about how much Nick, his son Nick likes fast cars
1: just leave that one there again
2: you couldn't make it up <laughs> Um, and that's why Carl Petty has joined the NWO. Both Nick and Carl look as delighted about it as you'd expect. <laughs> it's just for me. It's it's just this. It, I don't know why Ted on the phone going, "Where's our champagne?" Whilst Nobbs eats. Beer. Tea. It's just like, what message are you sending it? Nobbs has got like
1: a platter as well. He's got like the entire platter just on his lap. And he's just got handfuls of food.
2: It's like, it's very chaotic. I also noticed at one point, either in this one or the next one, where the camera pans away and you realize they're in a massive suite. Yeah. Like sprawling. But they're sat in a corner. They're all sat on the smallest sofa. <laughs> Like, crammed in, like, spread out a bit, lads. <laughs> Go stand near the butt. No, we like sitting on
1: each other's knees, Tom. We just Tom. like to be close. It's the secret of the NWO. <laughs> um, this is
2: just the limousine again, but, you know, in a hotel room. And that's the whole segment, basically. It's Ted going, the champagne's nearly here, lads. And everyone going, hey. Yeah. The following announcement was paid for by the New World Order. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> right, I love this. We come back from break and it's a wide shot they've obviously come back from break early because you know Wildcat Willie yeah. is like the mascot that you see as they come back you see Wildcat Willie fucking bombing it up the ramp.
1: I love that Wildcat Willie was acceptable for the live audience but not the home audience it's like a dirty secret yeah. they signed him to like a five year deal and it's like we gotta use him
2: he just Cheating! Just fucking <laughs> running at top speed <laughs> on the ramp. Get him out of sight immediately.
1: Somewhere, Bischoff's <sighs> just having a, like a fucking complete <laughs> angry meltdown. Because <laughs> yeah,
2: that's the worst problem you've got tonight.
1: <laughs> Who let that fucking wildcat out
2: there? Get him off our screens. <laughs> There's still a main event to go. You trying to tire the crowd out? I've never seen somebody wearing a costume run so fast. Like I thought I was expected to fall over his head <laughs> was roll he not,
1: not his head as he <laughs> ran <ragged? laughs>
2: I think he might I guess he would have to have been. I just remember seeing his legs just <laughs> going fucking knowing to the dozen of the ramp Oh delicious God love him uh, Chris Benoit with Mongo and Debra. her husband was in the NFL a in a- the ANFL uh, he's facing Rick Steiner who was not in the ANFL. Uh, the main event, apparently. Fuck me, what a intro. throw. Um, we get a commercial for Halloween <laughs> Havoc. To Sorry. Which it... Oh, thank you. Slim Jim Halloween Havoc. Sponsored Four. and brought to you by Slim Jim. Sorry, don't murder us, Slim Jim, man. Please don't kill us, Keith Slim Jim. Uh, the Outsiders will face Harlem Heat. Hang on. Weren't the Outsiders challenging for the tag titles? Why are they just facing Harlem Heat? Well, basically, there's going to be some to and fro with the belts that don't make this. Don't dig too much. <laughs> They've someone's fucked up, basically. <laughs> um, on like com- the first rumble, the first, the untelevised
1: twelve man rumble was like the winner gets a title shot at Hogan, and the rumble's like the last thing on the night. Halfway through the night, the fucking in house compare is on the mic, and he's like, and of course next month we'll be back uh, with one man gang versus Hulk Hogan. Oh <laughs>
2: shit! It's
1: like, oh, fucking idiot.
2: <sighs> you'd be, you'd be, you'd kill someone, you be you be you kill you? yeah. Nice nod on commentary for Rob Wright, who's a production guy in WCW who's (laughs) leaving soon. he used to work for WWF. He, in terms of his credits on IMDb, he put together the first Slammy Awards in 1989. Oh, nice! I don't know what he went on to go and do, but I wish him well. They speculate he might be going to the NWO quickly, and it's like, (laughs) no, no, yeah, go sit in that fucking tiny hotel room.
1: Um, Room service though.
2: (laughs) The champagne. Booker T
1: has to order his food to himself. Right? <laughs> they don't even have room service at WWE commentary.
2: <laughs> Fuck knows
1: what production he...
2: <laughs> Could you imagine if we lived in the era where fucking Deliveroo was around? I, I reckon for a fact Bishop and Heenan would be ordering fucking food all night. Oh,
1: yeah. Bastian Booga would be a hell of a gimmick. <laughs> you fucking wild, Stop Cat in William. mid-match, and some guy comes down on a little moped, delivers his food. He's got to check through it. And then he kind of gets rolled up and gets pinned. But then afterwards, he doesn't give a shit about losing. He gives a fuck because they forgot his dip. (laughs) They pile drives the the delivery driver after dropping a massive elbow on all the sources they did provide, none of which are correct.
2: (laughs) Incorrect source elbow. (laughs) Uh has got most of this early on, but a beefy power slam by Rick mm. does turn the tide. Deborah distracts Nick Patrick for a long time, whilst Mongo jumps in the ring with the briefcase and cracks Rick Steiner in the back. Hello, Nick Patrick. My name's Deborah. <laughs>
1: Did you know that my husband... <laughs> yes. Steve Mongo McMichael, him over there with the briefcase getting into the ring, he's gonna right say behind it. you. He's going to say it. Um, And he's about to... Oh, he's cracked him with the case, yet he was in... The NFA.
2: Hey! Say the crowd
1: line. goes wild.
2: <laughs> say the line, Deborah. ANFA. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and that is that. We sign off, but Trash not... Trash is thrown as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. They are livid, this crowd. They chuck rubbish in the ring as soon as it goes off air.
1: I think keep bullshit in the crowd. Keep promising big shows. Don't deliver. It's only going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan
2: is on the show. If you're watching at home, if you yeah yeah, so don't yeah so fuck come into the arena. Just yeah. Stay home and watch it.
1: Savage is on the show in advert form. <laughs> mm. If
2: that's,
1: you're watching at home, that's the
2: message that is sent. Yeah, don't come to the show. My dad
1: wouldn't take us to WCW and house shows for right. this reason because he's like, oh yeah, like fucking this has happened. Uh, he was on TV last week, but now he's injured, and then the week afterwards, he's fine. He just didn't want to wrestle. Okay, madness.
2: Like just shit like that. Uh, that's the end of the... Wait, oh wait, it's not the end of Nitro. The following fucking announcement has been paid for by the New World For War. one last time. Not, not anymore. anymore! Right, as if you couldn't get any more people in this tiny corner of the, of the Mario. And they are now spilling into each other. They're fucking pouring into each other. It's like the end other. of Akira.
1: It's like <laughs> everything's just moulding into one. And it's only a matter of time until they start,
2: like, a, sucking in the TV. And Liz is sat in the middle of them all. Traitorous war. The meeting, an NWO sandwich. <laughs> uh, it's just, she is sat between Giant and Hogan. And, okay, he's either getting her to join the NWO or trying to get her to sign up to do films?
1: So she's got a contract in her hand. So it looks like maybe maybe the NWO's offered us some form of contract, but he's trying to sweeten the deal is how I kind of saw it. I, I saw mm. it as him trying to sweeten the deal with her because Giants going on. Well, I've already done like two roles and I've got all this other stuff <laughs> lined up and I'm going to be doing like another movie. And like, he's got all the contacts and Hogan's like, yeah, you know, I can hook you up with this and that. And you know, you can be in films. And so it feels like he's trying to do the hard sell on Liz and Liz is still very unsure. She sat there kind of like clutching the folded over paper like, "ah." Oh. and then uh, the
2: door goes, everybody's cracking joke. It's all just a fucking mess. Vincent appears from the door and he has a present. Yeah, a big present. I wonder what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, I was begging for it to be a fucking Doberman. <laughs> this is for you, Hogan. <laughs> Is this going to be. Virgil, you (laughs) fucking. Stop bringing. For the third time, you're supposed to be
1: security. Open it over there.
2: (laughs) For the third time, stop bringing us Doberman. (laughs) What's in the gift? Is uh, Is it something to warn the NWO? Is it a Doberman? Is it a snake? We'll never fucking know. Door goes again. No, everybody's so
1: distracted by the gift. Liz gets up to go answer the door. And when she gets to the door. Dun, dun, dun. there's nobody there not even eric bischoff fucking no one's there so liz we Lee. hear them opening the present and they're like in a,
2: a, 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 a,
1: a, a hotel suite <laughs> and that's all you hear when they open the present
2: and as liz, liz decides to take a leave she sees it as an opportunity to get the fuck out of there. she's gone she's yeah. running up the corridor and all of a sudden who comes bombing down the corridor at this point <laughs> fucking randy savage
1: randy savage
2: Who is livid.
1: One could only think he's had to check all of the Marriott's in the city (laughs) to not know where the fuck the NWO are. So many
2: Marriott's (laughs) in Cleveland.
1: (laughs) But he, he he kind of runs into Liz and then he's like, he's like, wh- like what the fuck? And he's sort of uh, confused by the whole thing. And then he just starts shouting, son of a bitch, Liz, Liz, uh, rambling, son of a bitch. Uh, uh, get out. What are you doing here? Son of a bitch. And then he sort of like leaves Liz as she tries to walk away. And then he just heads toward the hotel room. But that's all the time we got for this one, folks. You think you were getting some storyline here. Not
2: anymore. <laughs> this was a fucking turgid episode of Nitro. It was a turd. It was a turd of a Nitro. Do you know what? This is one of those Nitros where in their heads, I bet they thought they were fucking brilliant. The thing is, I think... I, thought they, I bet they thought this was great content. But I,
1: part of me also thinks it's a terrible Nitro and it would have been a terrible Nitro at the time. But are we just jaded at this point? No. I don't think it's because we're jaded. Because the, the show going off the rails, everything being fucking mental. I think the actual in ring was terrible. Like that yeah. can't be denied.
2: It's but... the fact that the wrestling aspect of the show has taken such a back burner.
1: Yeah, like for a hardcore wrestling audience yeah. as well.
2: Uh, the one, the one, like with WWF, all the action is based around the wrestling. Yeah, the the stories are happening because matches are happening, and because matches are happening, stories are happening. But I don't know the why. The wrestling is a, is is the wallpaper.
1: It's gotta be contractually, you know, somebody was away, they couldn't make X, Y, or Z happen. Spoilers, it was probably Hogan. But like, for me, if you could have done this backstage, right, because mm-hmm. Nasty Boys went back to their suite last week. Like, so it, for me, it's sort of like, I, if you could have done this backstage, revealed the Nasty Boys as being in the room with them, had them in the arena, mm-hmm. then we could have seen some of this play out maybe on camera. But at the same time, it's almost like NWO feel like they're too cool to even go on the show. So part of me feels like I'm looking back at that aspect of it maybe a little too critically because it wasn't really done much at the time. But when you then look at the in-ring side of it, it was shocking.
2: I wouldn't mind if there was some sort of grand design or payoff to these bits at the Marriott, but there wasn't... No. Nothing... Like, Eric didn't show up. Like, where the fuck's Eric gone? Like, is he literally just on the blow
1: at a Ted going, where is everybody? Did you see any of the airline tickets didn't get used?
2: Watching this. A strongly and Ted's in like, email. I'm trying
1: to fucking like manage a multinational corporation here, Eric. Can you just put out your own fires, mate? Click. Uh, Basically, but yeah. it's like, I, I I thought we were going to get maybe Bischoff trying to go to the hotel and getting accosted or I wasn't expecting Liz um to be sort of the 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 factor but it, it's and then we we go off air before anything good happens with savage savage goes Aah! barreling into the room and then just sits down calmly picks up a nice sandwich uh and they all have a natter about wrestling when the camera's cut like it's it's it's, it's i we didn't even see savage going ape shit
2: and getting beaten down by them like i don't Aah! it was a rubbish episode of nitro <laughs> but we thank you for watching it with Aah. us Two more left for 2023. Yeah. And then we're going to wrap for the year. And then we can now officially reveal, if you haven't heard already, on Christmas Day, the Cultaholic Classic Christmas Special returns. I
1: haven't even looked at the script yet. I wrote um, the um, script
2: um, in five hours.
1: I might just leave it till the the day.
2: Matthew's doing the same thing. Yeah,
1: I might just leave it till the day so it's extra confusing.
2: Excellent. (laughs) 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 But that will be... Oh, the, it'll sound, It'll be slightly different to ones we've done previously, but still, like, easy. What free- date is this going out? This, is, this one is going out. Well, what, if you're listening to this today, today's date is Thursday, the 30th of November. Okay,
1: well, in one, two, three, four days, the first part of the mega, crazy fucking project that myself, <gasps> Matt Stewart, and Justin Henry have been working on for nearly two years goes live on the channel, and it'll be weekly, from the 4th, all to, the way up to Christmas. Do you want to reveal it now, or should we reveal it in the news tomorrow morning? Uh, fuck it, we'll reveal it now. Uh, it's called The Golden Age. So it deals with the WWF, from the Vince buyout in 1982, to the death of The Golden Age, and the arrival of the new generation era. It's by far the most detailed thing we've ever done. Uh, it is, it's a massive, massive deep dive and retrospective. So uh, the listeners of this, you are the first to hear the, the good news if we haven't teased it so far publicly. Uh, but yes, please watch it. Please tell everybody, you know, to watch it because, oh my God, it's been, it's been quite the undertaking.
2: It has been a hell
1: There's long. a lot of 3d in it as
2: well. So enjoy. Oh um, man. Look at that. <laughs> worth a look, worth trudging through that episode of Nitro <laughs> to get that bit of gold at the very end. Fucking okay, I'm so excited. It's gonna be class. I cannot wait to see. It. I've heard it's, all about it, but I'm not I'm very excited it. to see how people receive it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, check it out. Yeah, boy, that'd be on the YouTube channel. And for the latest wrestling news as well throughout the day, check out cultalwit.com. He's at the Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell. We're together, we're off for Piggy T at the Marriott.
1: Not <laughs> anymore.